Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Brian Turner Basketball Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I consider this guy a good friend, one of my closest teammates at SIU. We had a chance to spend two great years together, and I sat back and I watched this guy break or accomplish almost every record at SIU. He ended up being one of the top 50th greatest players. He's the first person in the MVC history to receive Player of the Year honors, Defensive Player of the Year honors, and back-to-back seasons. He led the Salukis to two NCAA Sweet 16s. We had a chance to chop it up, reminisce a little bit, and he gives some insights on what he thinks the next generation of basketball players should learn and to strive for. Sit back and relax. Let's conversate with Darren Brooks. Up-and-coming athletes, but I, I think that you know they need to hear your story, man. Because like I tell folks all the time, like man, you the first ever unicorn when it comes to just sports, man. So just just talk about that just a little bit as far as like growing up, like where you grew up, and, and what gave you that passion just to say, you know, I'm excel and, and all these different things, and kind of not really knowing where it can actually take you. Man, that's now you taking me back, man. Oh shoot. For me, it started like Matthew Dickey, man. Uh, you know, football, played for Ike, uh, baseball, Rayfield, fat man. And then basketball and Jennings. Jennings is a big basketball community, man. Mr. Thomas, he's the varsity coach now, man. He was my middle school teacher. And every day after school, man, uh, we hooped every day. And so that's where my passion for basketball came. And I just kept kept playing, man. Sports was just so fun to me, and. I just kept playing uh, every day, all day, man. And, and I just watched TV. Anthony Hardaway, Penny, with my guy, and Jordan. And, and uh, baseball, Ozzie Smith, football, Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, quarterback. So I'm like, man, I want to be like them one day. And I just kept trying, man, and, and see what the Lord do. And I just went and went at it and see what happened. Right. So so you grew up in the, in the part of St. Louis, uh, uh, Jennings. Uh, you went to Jennings High School. But talk about the outlets that were available, um, throughout Jennings, but I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit, just the Matthew Dickey. So how important was, can you say like the, the community centers and the boys club are, are so important for, for just like the community and just to have an outlet for, for kids just to be involved in? I think it's real important, man, because um, like I say, Matthew Dickey, they had, you could shoot pool, man, you go swimming, uh, you can hoop. Uh, football, the different sports, man. So for me, it kept me out of trouble. It kept me focused because I knew my, my mom, my parents, they wouldn't play. Like, so you getting in trouble at school or you, you know, you get making bad grades, you ain't going to, you ain't going to play in them games and stuff. So that was my, my motivation. Like, man, I can't get in trouble. I got to keep my grades up, you know, uh, you know, just to try to stay on the right track, man. And then as far as Jennings, Mr. Thomas hooping out to school every day, that kept me out of trouble too, man. Kept me focused and doing my work, man, and being good in class. He's like, man, if y'all get in trouble at school, if I hear anything about any teacher saying anything, you can't come out of school and hoop. So that was my motivation right there, man. So like having no male uh, mentors in your life, man, and kind of keep you on track, man, lead you down that right path was important. So you you touched on a couple like 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 role models or like people that you can kind of like actually see that you just say, look, I want my game or I want to pattern my game no matter what it is to these people. Were there anybody like locally or like within like arms length reach that you can touch? Like were you big into like the high school scene growing up in middle school? Uh, I really got into the local stuff probably in high school, my freshman year. My older brother, man, he took me to uh, CBC and review game at Umsel. 
And mm-hmm. I kept hearing about Larry Hughes, man. Larry, man, that's Hughes, a, that's I, a big game right there. <laughs> Go ahead. Man, he put it down, man. He had like forty, man. He was crossing guys over. Uh, and he just put it down. I was in awe. I'm like, man, this dude, he can shoot up for an NBA team like today. Like if somebody called him, like, yo, I need you today. He could could have played that day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, if I could just take a little bit from his game and like I say, Penny Hardaway and just get a little bit of everybody, I'll be I'll be okay, man. But yeah, he was the first one I saw. Well, I was like, wow, this dude, he really, he really legit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so from right there, so that, that was your freshman year. So did you say, you know, by my mm-hmm. senior year, I want to be on this level? Or like, what, what was your mind frame going into like year after year preparing for maybe just a high school season? Or did you even, even think that far ahead? I wasn't even really thinking that far ahead, man, to be honest. I was just, I was still playing three sports. I'm like, man, I'm going to try my best in basketball. Mm-hmm. And then when baseball come, I try my best in baseball. When football come, I try my best in football. So I wasn't even looking senior year. I didn't even know about all the AAU. And I just see guys getting ranked. Like, man, I just do. I, I played against this dude. I did, you know, pretty good against him. I did do ranked and all this. But so I didn't even know all the AAU, the, the travels and all this stuff. I was playing baseball in the summer. But I just was taking it one day at a time, man. Just, I'm every game, every practice, I'm just trying to get better and better, man. Mm-hmm. So, so you finally you get to probably what and and I think you know we all play against each other around each other in in middle school going into high school. So you really kind of got on my radar as far as like man, this dude doing it all. You know, I think what was our sophomore year we started playing together, mm-hmm. and then going into what your junior year. When, when did you get hurt when you when you broke your wrist and had you you had to like go through some adversity. And kind of overcome that adversity. Cause you, so can you speak to that? Because you know, a lot of times, you know, our kids right now, we we try to, you know, we shelter them so much from going through some type of adversity. So speak about that and how important that adversity was for you growing up. Uh, my junior year, man, I got hurt uh, at AAU practice. I was playing with a, with a team, man, and uh, I, I got remember hurt it just like it was yesterday. <laughs> now, don't speak on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was playing with the Eagles, man, and uh, we were doing that one-on-one drill. We, I was going against Josh Parker, man, and Pee Wee, I scored on Josh the first one, and Pee Wee going off, you know, he scored on you, this and that. I'm like, man, I could, I could score on him, like, you know, but anyway, I scored again and fell and broke my wrist, man, and I, I was mad. I'm like, man, I'm I'm doing all this, and I wasn't even playing for getting any men. I done broke my wrist, so I missed the rest of the baseball season. My coach, Jenna, was mad at me, so um, – I just like, man, I know what I'm going to do. You know, I missed the summer playing baseball. I missed the spring playing basketball. So I was just motivated, man. I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to just keep working this senior year. I'm going to try to have a, the best senior year I can have, you know, because I didn't, I didn't, I kind of took it for granted, you know, and it kind of got taken away from me. And that was like the, uh, one of the, the toughest moments. And then again, like just not playing that much for that team, just sit on the bench. I'm watching, I'm like, man, these dudes, they, I feel like I can play with them. You know, I didn't even really, I feel like I didn't really get an opportunity, a chance. So I just, that just added a chip on my shoulder. I said, I'm going to show everybody that, you know, kind of counted me out, man. When I come back from this injury, like, I'm, I'm going to do my thing. And uh, by the grace of God, I was able to, you know, have a pretty good senior year. Man, that was tough because I was looking forward to playing with you that year. And, and you know how, like, how, how so, you know, it was real competitive during, like, our time. Like, we were always, you know, this era we would go, yeah, and I'm pretty sure this, this era also would, would go and reach out to try to find games and want to know, you know, 
who ranked over us or who's the best doing this, that, and the third. And we mm-hmm. wanted to either play against you. And I don't think it was so much of playing with each other. We wanted to kind of prove a point to see, man, yeah. this, this, this guy is. Because I always, you know, I, I was a student in the game and I always looked at the stats, looking at other scores, man, who doing this and who doing that? And how is this person, like you said, ranked or getting all this attention? Mm-hmm. And I just gave this cat 30 the other night, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on your, your senior year because it's kind of like you had a point to prove your senior year. Because I look up and like the first five or six games, you come out the gate, man, averaging almost almost 30. <laughs> so what what went into like your, your senior year? Because, again, you also had to go through some adversity even with teammates not really having like your full potential type team to compete even for a state championship on the basketball court. Uh, again, honestly, man, that, that summer, the AAU summer, that really, I was really angry, man. So um, just not playing at all. I'm sitting there watching some of the games and, and I wasn't getting in. And I learned during that time, it's not about the front of the jersey. You know, it ain't who you're playing for. It's about just getting minutes and playing and, and being able to do your thing. So I came up my senior year. That's, that was my mentality. Every game, I'm going, I'm, I'm getting 30. You know, ain't nobody going to stop me. I don't can stop myself. So I just came out, I'm getting 30, and ain't nobody going to be able to stop me. Uh, and that's kind of funny how I got recruited. Matt Painter, uh, he said he was looking, could they get the son of his coach dispatch in Carbon there at the time? He was saying, man, he, he's a Brooks kid from Jennings scoring all these points. And who was this kid? And so he said he called real Austin. And he said, that's Darren Brooks. You know, you should go check him out. So he said he went and, uh, he went and checked me out. Like, oh, this dude, this, I remember from last year. And I looked for him during the summer for AAU, and I didn't see him with the with the, um, with the with the Eagles or whatever. So I figured he wasn't good enough, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, it's like it's just they just assume because you're not playing on this team or that team that you're not good enough. But what if you know something happened? You had a death in the family, or you just playing baseball? So I kind of learned in like, well, this AAU thing is really it's really deep, you know. I didn't really understand my parents; they didn't understand that, you know. They just like, man, go go play baseball, go do whatever, come back home before it get dark, you know. So. I learned then it's, it's a bigger game than just basketball. So, uh, again, I just had a chip on my show. I wanted to prove people wrong and they counted me out. Mm-hmm. So kind of speak on that. You you mentioned Coach Painter, man, and, and that, you know, uh, I just think, man, making that transition from high school to college, man, that, that's a big jump. And mentally, if you're not locked into what actually <laughs> is going to entail to play at that college level, I think a lot of kids kind of kind of get souped up a little bit going through the whole summer and playing on these teams and, and they equate you talented by the number amount of games you play during the summer. And like you said, they thinking like, man, mm-hmm. this kid can, can make an impact on a, on a college team. But, but talk about the transition from high school to college. And again, you having to overcome some, some hurdles and some adversity once you got to, to Carbondale. Man, the, the jump from high school to division one, is a big jump, man. Uh, just the speed of the game, the, the strength of the guys, the conditioning. For me, I registered my first year, as you know, but it was just the conditioning, man. Them dudes, we just did so much running. It's like, man, like this, it felt like track. You know, it's like you had track, we had running shoes. I'm like, we got some new shoes. And now these are the conditioning shoes. I'm like, we got conditioning shoes. So it was just, a, it was an eye-opener, man. You guys lifting all those weights, man, getting up early every day. Uh, but again, red shirt, and again, I feel like they counted me out. So I had another chip with my soul. I always found something to motivate me to uh, to prove people wrong, man. So um, I, I got there, and again, it just it was difficult, but I knew that the long game. I said, if I keep working, keep working, learn from these guys like Jermaine Durham and Ken Williams, just keep studying, and same thing like you. I'm a student of the game. I just want to get better, and I knew eventually it'll, it'll pan out. 
Yeah, because man, I made that transition. And and the funny part about it is, is again, me being naive, like, you know, I never had people in my family that, you know, was, was, I was like the, the family first time athlete going through all of this. And so, you know, I just always thought hooping, playing pickup, playing, uh, you know, uh, constantly playing and not so much as like the training part. So even my development kind of, you know, was kind of, kind of halted at a certain point with, you know, making the transition from high school to me having to go to junior college route, which in high school, I didn't put a lot of emphasis on lifting weights and training and, and doing all of these things that now is like, it's easily accessible in today's mm-hmm. game. And it's kind of like, you yeah. know, people get trained as real early, you know, mm-hmm. but making that transition. And it's funny that, you know, that red shirt year helped you so much and it helped our program get to the point where we finally know this as a, a, a national, you know, at the time we're mid-major powerhouse because we had the luxury in having talented people like yourself wait one year and then you having that mind frame and saying like, man, I know I'm good enough, but the long game is real important. Let me just sit out this one year, get better. I still got my, my years of eligibility. And now we can stash you over here in the cut for a year, improve. Mm-hmm. But then now we got come, we we come back, and within four years we on the national scene, you know, in in the eyes of so many people. So so kind of talk about that. And if a coach comes to a kid nowadays and say, "Man, we think it's time for you," or "We think it's your best to red shirt," what advice can you give those students? Oh man, I'm gonna start with the last question. Um, I would just say. I know now, like you say, nowadays, man, everybody wanted fast. They they probably would want, wouldn't even want to go to that school if the coach was that honest with them, that real with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like you say, that that development, that that, that training, that one on one, you're gonna get the lifting weights and the ball handling, the shooting, uh, all the stuff we didn't really get growing up. You can, you can kind of develop that that year and come back. So you got a whole year of understanding how college work, getting up, going to class, you know, doing your assignments traveling with the team, working out, you kind of got an upper hand on the plays and the, the concept, all of these things, you come at your freshman, it's going to work out better for you if you uh, if you do that. You know, instead of going in as a true freshman, you probably play seven, eight minutes a game, and it's like, that's cool, but it could have been more beneficial had you had you waited that, that extra year. And um, again, just to speak about, like I said, for myself, just – I just, me and Brad Corn and Roland Rod, we all red started together. We used to, you know, work out one-on-one, lifting weights, and we all kind of talked about where we could go. Like, man, we could be really special this next year, you know, uh, just looking at the team and everything. So it, it bonded us closer, and we just had a vision, man. And, and, and like I say, thank God, it kind of it kind of worked out that way. Um, we, we had a good run that during that time, man, in 2000, 2005, we had a great run, man. Mm-hmm. So, and we kind of, you know, we touched on that, but then how did you get your mind like ready or, or when did you start approaching like what is life going to be like outside of, of basketball? Because again, so many of our youth, we put all our eggs in one basket right now. You know, when, when did you get the mind frame of, you know, you know, let me start preparing for the next chapter in my life? Because I mean, the ball stopped bouncing for a lot of us, you know, it may come early, it may come later, but it's, it's best that I, you know, our kids or the people that's listening start preparing ourselves for when that ball stop bouncing, you know, what do you have to, to, to latch on to? So what, what was your approach or when did you start thinking about that, um, making that transition? That's a good question. Uh, by the grace of God, my mother, she's a, a real estate agent and uh, she always emphasized, you know, real estate. Um, see people all need somewhere to live, you know? So mm-hmm. even in college and when I got out of college, I always thought about, you know, getting properties and, 
homes and, and buying them, you know, renting them out or selling them, whatever. So uh, I kind of had that mindset even in college. So when I, when I got out of college and started playing, I bought a couple houses and, and you know, the real estate game um, is, 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 a, is a long game. You know, it's a long game. And uh, so that, in, in college is when I had the mindset that, you know, like you say, you can't play forever. You know, you got to use your mind, your education. That's why it's important. You go to college, you want to take advantage of the opportunities and get your degree. You know, some guys, they go and they don't get their degree. And I feel like it's like the school, they they going they gonna to use you for your talent. You got to use them for the education as well. So get that get that piece of paper because sometimes it's hard to get in that door without that degree, you know. And um, so getting that education and that knowledge, man, is important. I learned it early. My mother was a teacher. Same with public schools for, I think, 20-some years. So she always instilled in me that, you know, you got to think after after the game of basketball. You're going to use your mind longer than you're going to use uh, the basketball. Right. And so even just speaking on the St. Louis public school, like you, you had a stint in, in coaching and may even made that transition to coaching. And you had some some great middle school teams. And, you know, I was honored to to be able to coach one of the kids that you had at an early age. And we saw some in them early in Uri College. And so how what was your approach on, on building a middle school program and then also impacting the youth as far as making sure that you you give back to the game with, with coaching and, and, and being around athletics? Uh, my nephew, man, he was playing, uh, like I just came home in the, in the winter or something. I was playing overseas or something. And I, he's playing on a little team. And, uh, I, I saw, I, I appreciate the coaches taking the time off because they fathers first. They don't have to do what they're doing. But I saw a lack in like the fundamentals and just the basic things. And so I would work with them at the, at the uh, practice or at home or whatever. And I'm like, man, I want to, you know, teach kids the fundamentals, teach them what we learn, but teach them at an earlier age about, you know, just basic stuff, using the left hand, pivoting all these different things. So um, I ended up going to Compton Drew, Susan Reed, great woman, uh, got me in the door over there and, and uh, Yuri Collins and Jesse James Little, Jesse and James Little, the twins over there. And man, we started a little program. They wanted to get on the team and we started the team, man. And uh, just watching those guys develop and get better. But again, implementing the education, you know, the, the, uh, like we had study table in college. I'm like, man, y'all, we're not playing. If I don't see these grades, they're not, you know, on par, you stand out of trouble. So, Instilling that in them at an early age, man, was was big for both all of us. You know, I'm like, man, this stuff is really, really working, man. Seeing them coming to me excited with their grades improving, they, the game improving, the teachers saying they they doing a you know 180. So it just made it better for everybody, man. And hopefully, when they get old, they can go go back and do the same. You know, teach young kids the same things you learn, man. And we can just keep this thing going. Mm-hmm. So just in closing, I know we, we kind of got a little, little bit more time, but just talk about just the mental health aspect of, you know, even with coaching and myself, you know, we we sometimes we get down on ourselves real heavy on losses and it, it, it eat us up because it's kind of like, man, it's hard to make that that next step or even do certain things when we know we lose. But as far as coaches, even at the at the young age or even at high school, what are some of the, the keys that you kind of take to to keep your 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 mind healthy doing wins and losses? That's a good question. Uh, I just try to keep things in perspective, keep it uh what impact am I having on the guys? You know, uh whether we win or lose, I want them to learn something, you know, learn. Uh, during the game, what could you have done better? What, what could I have better? You know, and hold each other accountable. Uh, are you learning about discipline, being on time to practice, not making excuses? Uh, you know, being a, a better, better student in the classroom, being a better son to your mom and dad. You know, mm-hmm. so those are things I try to remember. If you take a tough loss and we winning big, you know, we want to stay in the middle. You know, we don't want to. We, we just one other day, but like fifty something points. But I told him, hey, 
that could have been us, you know. Uh, so right. don't don't rub it in nobody's face and don't be bragging, you know, making the other team feel bad, you know, to still, uh, you know, have respect and shake hands and everything. So uh, just the impact I'm having, man. Am I having a positive inf- impact? Um, and what can I do better, man, to help help serve? I just I just want to be a servant, man, and to the parents, to the kids, and just be a positive light, man. It's a lot of negativity. Mm-hmm. And it's like you could just add something, even the positive word, anything positive, man. You, you can change somebody's day, man. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and that's that that balance that we all need sometimes is not even, you know, even though basketball and sport is, is fun, but knowing that it's other things that are going on in life. And, you know, even though this is a game and we use it, mm-hmm. you got to keep things in perspective, even as a coach, because, you know, once you lose that game, you have to go home to your family. Now you're going to teach your family, you know, your wife or your kids out of being a father because you so bent on that game and you can't, you know, take yourself out of it. But you know, so that's that's a big thing I want folks to kind of take from it. But but in closing, you know, where can folks reach you? What what's going on nowadays? Like I want to be able for you to get all of that, put all of that out, you know, before we before we head on. All right, right now I'm coaching varsity boys basketball in Texas, uh High Point Academy. Uh I got bas- basketball training, girls and boys, uh kindergarten to oh got a couple guys overseas, uh BrooksBasketballAcademy.com. Uh, I got a book, Giving Back the Game. It's on Amazon. Uh, game, kind of what we talked about, kind of put that all in the book. Um, man, a husband, father. Um, I'm just trying to be a light, man. Shine for man, Christ. Man. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's that's what's up, man. So, man, I ain't going to keep you, man. <clears throat> I really appreciate this, man, because I know, you know, time is valuable. And the reason why I wanted to start doing this is kind of staying busy because <clears throat> I don't really know when they're gonna let us go back based on all this you know this crazy COVID stuff so I just want to reach out to folks kind of you know pick folks brain kind of you know do some experimental things but at the same time like reaching back you know picking picking all my teammates my, my former coaches all their brains on what's going on how they improving themselves and hopefully when folks hear this and whether it's parents whether it's players coaches they kind of get something from it, you know what I'm saying? So I, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. That's good what you're doing, man. Keep doing what you're doing, giving back, man. Keep learning. Uh, just keep just learning new things. We'll never stop learning, man. 